0: Welcome to Scare You to Sleep. I'm your host, Shelby Scott, and I'm going to read you a couple of bedtime stories. I hope you're doing well this week, and if you aren't, then maybe escaping into some horror fiction with me will help you forget about your woes for just a bit. First up tonight, we have a story by Taylor Allgood, Taylor is a native of the Pacific Northwest who now resides in San Francisco. He has been writing fiction since age 4 when the only person who could discern the plots he penned was his very patient mother. He has been featured on other horror podcasts such as the No Sleep Podcast and Nocturnal Transmissions. He is the kind of person who puts sriracha on his mashed potatoes. Taylor has for us Protagonist Syndrome Danny only knew a small scattering of things. Here are some of them. Danny knew that the app had made good on its promise to find him a ride from this hell. Danny knew that he'd made a complete ass of himself at the wedding. Danny knew that as the best man, it's bad form to get sloshed and profess your love for the bride in front of your brother, the groom. As the pristine white Prius's tires pulled across the gravel, Danny swung the car door open and collapsed in the back seat. The driver had to get out, run around the car, and close the door after kindly lifting Danny's legs out of the way. Danny knew it was wrong to confess that he and Tessa had been hooking up on the regular since last Thanksgiving. Danny knew it would mean turmoil. To reveal to his big brother that he'd had his fiance in ways that couldn't be mentioned in a house of god danny knew that by drinking 10 men's worth of booze that he would do something spectacularly stupid in his inebriated jealousy danny knew that when the other groomsmen literally threw him from the country club that the pavement would hurt He was right. He was also right in knowing that, with a few taps at his phone, an app would bring up an affable driver to pick his drunk ass up and ferry him safely home. He was right in knowing that he would probably puke, and that any driver picking people up at this hour knew it was par for the course. Danny would aim out the window when the moment came. He knew it. Here are a few things Danny did not know. Camden's mother died the day before. Camden lost custody of his little girl in a prolonged custody war last week. Camden had not two but three spoiled party kids throw up in his back seat tonight as he escorted them home via the rideshare app he works for. Camden has now witnessed another privileged, drunk, shameless douchebag vomit all over the vinyl he made spotless just an hour ago. What Danny doesn't know is that Camden has a ball-peen hammer in his glove box. What Camden knows is that Danny, through blubbering and puke and tears, has told him no one will expect to hear from him for at least a day or so. Shame dictates it. So what do we know? Just that Danny doesn't know what to do with himself. Camden has ideas though. now I have for you a story by Ellie Taylor. Ellie is a writer from the UK. She writes poetry, stories, and is working on her first novel, a crime thriller. She also hopes to send in more stories for the show. This week, Ellie has for us, Welcome Home. I cannot put into words how lucky I feel to have found the one out of the 7 billion people on this planet. Do you even know the odds of that happening? It's just 1%. I think the odds are better that you might win the lottery. I know it's cliche, but she is perfect in every way. Her radiant auburn hair hangs in loose curls that frame her pretty face. Her eyes are emerald green and shine brightly, letting slip how fun and vivacious she is. Her smile dazzles, her laugh entirely infectious and I just can't help but chuckle along with her no matter the joke at hand. Her cheeks are a gorgeous, rosy color, even without makeup. I told her quietly, she doesn't need the makeup. That she is entirely delectable without it. But she didn't hear me. I hope you won't mind my telling you that she simply oozes sex appeal without even knowing she does. Her figure... Petite, yet curvy. Oh, how I long to hold her in my arms. I am not a vain nor a superficial man. I have come to know her better than anyone over the many weeks I have spent with her. My girl is creative and dynamic. An up-and-coming interior designer. A trailblazer experimenting with different design techniques to create truly innovative ideas. I have come to know what she does when she is alone. That she writes, securing memories to paper in a journal. I know that she doesn't bother to put ice cream in a bowl and that she talks to herself when she's deep in design. I know that she dreams of a partner in life, who adorns her forehead with tiny kisses as she sleeps. I know her nightmares consist of being chased and followed, ending in her own murder that she's forced to watch as she floats above, watching every fatal blow her body is forced to take. I know every secret, every skeleton in the closet as the old adage goes. There are no secrets between my girl and I. Except for one. (laughs) But that's a surprise. When I close my eyes at night and slow my breath, I can feel her head resting on my chest, listening to my heart as it beats for her and her alone. I'm there for her always to console her when she cries and rejoice when I am able to bring forth that brilliant smile. So you see, throughout our time together we have become incredibly close. But how could we not? She is the yin to my yang. I have whiled away the hours simply listening to her talk telling me all there is to know about her. I never bore of it, for my clever, creative, wonderful girl somehow makes her life story come alive in front of me, showing me her life right up until the moment she had entered into my life. The images dancing in front of us seeming like they had been taken straight from a black and white silent film, space for action cards and important words uttered to her over the years. Our days together were either spent exploring the city around us, seeking out the trendiest bars and restaurants, or the latest gallery and museum exhibits. And sometimes, Even taking the train to the coast for a walk along the beach. To breathe in fresh sea air and blow the cobwebs away, as my girl would say, before stopping to have the best fish and chips we have ever eaten. It's just not the same in the city. She longs to live beside the sea so she can wake to the sound of waves crashing into the beach and breathe in the sea air whenever she left the house. I swore to help her achieve her dream, to give her the house that she has always wanted so that she could then go to town, making it into our home. Sometimes, i think i can picture our home in my mind's eye yet i know she will surprise me with a home far more beautiful than my scientific surgeon's brain can even begin to imagine but i do see us with our perfect little home just the two of us perhaps we'll get a dog and we'll take her on Long walks across the beach, laughing as she plays in the waves, being overly proud each time she returns the ball to us, providing us with cute photos to hang in our home, family photos at that. I know I am destined to spend the rest of my life with my girl, not too long from now. The day will arrive for me to get down on my knee in her favorite place on earth. It is just us, on the beach, as I ask her to be my wife. Watch as happy tears well in her eyes as she smiles. Yes, of course. Before pulling me up to her for a kiss and then finishing her sentence. A whisper in my ear. I'll slide a diamond ring worthy of her onto her finger before we pose for photos with her new ring on show for all to see. For all to know, she has promised to me. Then the day will come when I stand in full morning suit at the top of the aisle of our local village church, decorated tastefully with the same flowers on my buttonhole and her bouquet, white roses, freesias, and gypsophila. I will wait just a little longer to watch her, a vision in a beautifully simple white dress, float down the aisle, holding her bridal bouquet, a veil gently masking her beautiful face. The vicar will officiate as we exchange our vows and our wedding rings, pronouncing us husband, and wife and permitting me to kiss the bride then I will walk her back down the aisle as completely mine there will be photos of us on the beach in which she will look perfect some of them on her own for me to frame for my desk at work and the rest Together, followed by a reception and a location overlooking the sea, each table with a stunningly designed centerpiece by my beautiful new wife, each table set perfectly, ready for us to celebrate with all her friends and family, her favorite meal as the wedding breakfast. I have dreamed of this moment for so long of laying beside her for the first time that I can hardly believe. She's here now. She's finally here, after spending so long searching for her. Finding her was... Well, forgive me. My words seem to have failed me. But I did it. I found her, and I know she has been searching for me too. Trying to find me in the same way one might try to find a needle in a haystack we have found each other I have been so patient you see I have been with her for longer than she knows now I just have a little longer to wait for her to wake up beside me waiting for that Sleepy little smile as she snuggles back down into bed, the way she does every morning. I have kept guard over her to make sure she is alright, gently brushing her hair from her face, and placing tiny kisses on her forehead, just as she wrote about in her journal, keeping her company, watching the rise and fall of her chest with each breath. My breathing aligned to hers, covering her up and keeping her warm, holding her hand and waiting just a little longer now. She will soon awake to discover her new home beside the sea. I came across it online and I didn't even need to see it to know it was just what I had been looking for. It is most definitely what you would call a fixer-upper, as the estate agent warned me. Once the purchase had completed, I collected the keys from the key safe on the property. I opened the door and walked around the bare, dated interior, floorboards creaking below my feet. But it was beautiful, with tall ceilings, a grand, sweeping staircase, up onto a landing a stunning Victorian fireplace in the living room, I smiled as I wandered through our new home, knowing it would eventually have her stamp all over it. Now, she can view the sea from her bedroom window, so I have left it open just a little so that she will be able to hear the waves as they crash into the shoreline and pull back ready to swell once more as she awakes beside me. In our new bedroom, the wallpaper, covered in once vibrant roses, is peeling away from the walls. The floor is bare floorboards, making the room feel uncared for, almost unloved. But I know that she will pour love into this room through her designs, creating the perfect bedroom for us both. It was empty, of course, but it now contained a new bed, resting on a rug and the same chest of drawers and dressing table as the one she already owns at her previous home. The bed was covered in pure white sheets and duvet cover and a thick duvet so that she does not feel a chill. Our bed had been ready for her to lay in for weeks. Before I was ready for the surprise to begin. She stirs and a streak of excitement runs through me. I am not sure how much of the night before she will remember of arriving at the bar I so carefully chose to meet her in. She did not know it was me she would meet last night. Well, never mind that. It's not important. The point is, she finally got to meet me. I first saw her standing at the bar nursing an almost empty glass of white wine. She wore an off-the-shoulder figure-hugging red dress and black heels, a black clutch bag, rested on the bar. Didn't turn up? I asked her from down the bar a little. She nodded before taking a sip of her now empty glass of wine, confirming my little trick had worked. She thought she'd been stood up. What a small world, I told her. Me too. She looked up at me, giving me a small smile of solidarity. Can I make the best of an otherwise wasted evening by buying you a drink? I asked. She smiled shyly and accepted. I smiled back and suggested she find us a table. I purchased the drinks and, before taking them down, carefully choosing my moment, slipped a little extra something into her drink. We sat at a small round table, her drinking white wine while I had a tonic water to drink. I could tell that she knew who I was, Her warm smile that seemed to make her eyes shine that much brighter. She found me as funny as I knew she would. Her laughter a melody to my ears. She told me all about her latest work success, and I finally got to tell her how wonderfully she had done. After all, it had been featured in a national magazine. Soon after that, I could tell the extra something had begun to work. She was fighting to stay with it, feeling, no doubt, a little drunk, almost. She fought it hard, but soon had to give in, as the room began to spin. Are you feeling alright? I asked her softly, and when she confessed to me that she was not well, I immediately offered to drive her home. As I was aiding her to stand, I slipped my arm under hers. I was finally close enough to smell her perfume, white rose and freesia. Then remembering her bag, I got her to the car. I helped her into the front passenger seat, leaning over her to put on her seatbelt, then I must confess, I could wait no longer. And as I began to withdraw from leaning over her, I gently placed a kiss on her lips and whispered, Don't worry, I've got you. Then, using the control panel on the door of my Mercedes, I leaned her back as the black that had been niggling at the edge of her consciousness took over and she blacked out i hoped she would forgive me but i went into her bag to find her phone and turned it off so it could just be her and i then i drove her home to our home all those months spent getting to know her will finally pay off Carefully listening to everything I possibly could, laying in her bed, breathing in her smell, learning all of her greatest wishes, darkest fears, and deepest secrets, only known to her journal. Opening her drawers to discover her clothing size, so that I might buy her a whole new wardrobe, ready for her, in our new home. I took photos of the dental products she uses and bought her a new set for the new house. I did the same for her lotions, potions, and makeup. I noted her shoe size to buy her some waterproof walking boots for those long walks we'd bound to be enjoying not long from now. I made sure to buy her a new journal, engraved with her name, and a beautiful new pen to write in it with also engraved with her name. I bought her sketch pads and pencils, rulers ready for her designs to fill, along with piles of home magazines from which to draw inspiration. She will be so grateful and proud of me for going to so much effort, to be so thoughtful, to have remembered all of these things to help her feel more at home. The last thing I wanted was for her to panic. She wouldn't have anything she wanted or needed to help her feel more at home. Once we arrived at home, I carried her inside and laid her down upon the bed and retrieved her the white pajamas I had chosen for her, a button-down blouse-style top with short sleeves And matching shorts slowly i undressed her unzipping her dress and working it up over her head removing her bra before gently exploring every inch of her perfect canvas her pure beauty radiated through her body her neck so soft and just yearning to be kissed the curvature of her breasts her perfectly flat stomach and her incredibly sexy legs but i was well behaved and dressed her in her pajamas wishing only for her first night with me to be comfortable for her so i tucked her into bed before climbing into bed beside her almost unbelieving that this moment was truly happening that she was truly finally with me i could not help but soak her presence in yet I fell asleep at some point during the night, my arm over her stomach, my head tucked close to hers. Her eyes began to open, and she tried to move her arms, but alas, she could not. Not yet, at least. The sound of chains hit against the metal bed frame, rousing her further from her deep slumber. Her eyes found mine, and I could see her begin to register who I was, that I was with her last night, and just as she went to speak, I put my finger to her lips. Good morning, sweet girl, I told her, leaning forward to kiss her on the cheek. Welcome home. Thanks for listening and thank you so much to my authors this week, Taylor Allgood and Ellie Taylor. If you'd like to follow the show on social media to keep up to date with any announcements, you can follow me at Scary to Sleep on Instagram, Twitter, and you can follow the Facebook group or join the Facebook group. You can also send any submissions you'd like to be considered for the show whether it be fiction or true stories. By the way, if it is a true story, please remember to put true story in the subject line when you send it so I can categorize it correctly and it doesn't get buried in fiction. <laughs> um, if you that oh if you'd like to send that in it's scary to sleep at gmail.com, can't remember if I said that or not. And what else? Oh, you can follow the show on you can join the show on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, you can get ad free episodes and then three dollars and up will get you bonus episodes. And so far lately I've been doing a bonus episode every other week. Um they've been creepypastas which have been a lot of fun. And someone pointed out to me, I don't know if you want me to say your name so I won't, but a very nice patron emailed me uh today and mentioned that on Patreon some of the episodes aren't available ad free. And I just wanted to give a little uh, explanation. Basically, Patreon doesn't let you do a back catalog of your show. It, it will only go, it, it only lets you upload in chronological order. So I didn't get Patreon until I had been doing the show for a little while. So I didn't have my earlier episodes. And then when I was with Spotify, um, it was part of my contract that I couldn't have a Patreon and so I stopped doing Patreon for that year. Those of you who have been with me for a while will remember I actually shut down Patreon for a whole year, and I uh, was, so that's, it was a year and a, a year and some change of episodes that didn't make it onto Patreon, again, because Patreon won't let me backlog, and it was just, it would have been a mess. It would have been completely out of order, and I, so I, I just didn't do it. Hopefully Patreon will make that a, Uh, able, like give me that ability. So at some point, but the one thing that this patron did mention is the guided nightmares. And so what I'm going to do is make sure I get at least all of the guided nightmares up on Patreon for my ad free listeners, because those in particular, I think you need to listen to ad free. If there's something you fall asleep to every night, or I guess you don't need to, but if you're a little bit of a lighter sleeper and those do help you sleep, then I think it does help to listen to them ad-free, I will admit. Uh, by the way, the, uh, the, the, the guided nightmares, when they're on the regular feed, for those of you listening on the regular feed, hello, thank you for listening. Um, those of you who listen on the regular feed, they should only have ads before and after. There should be no mid-roll ads. So if you do experience a mid-roll ad or an ad popping up in the middle of a guided nightmare, please feel free to let me know. I will fix that right away. That means something has happened that was wrong or something automatically set itself for that for some reason and I can fix it. Um, so that is just a heads up I, because I like, I, I do understand those are shorter and it's a little uh, more jarring to be interrupted in the middle of a, I don't want to say hypnotic state. I'm not that good and I'm not licensed in hypnotism, but still a kind of deeper, <laughs> deeper concentration than normal episode. Okay, and we have come to the end of the show where I do a little bit of a ramble and help you unwind after this episode. I did want to address the the subject matter of this episode, especially Ellie's story, Welcome Home. I have gotten emails and things about stories like this before. For one, people tend to get a little confused or upset when I have something from the bad guy's point of view. And, um... I don't condone the actions of the bad guy, but I do think stories where it's from the bad guy's point of view are a lot of fun. I just do. And also a uh, subject matter of, you know, women being stalked and things. The thing is, I I chose to include this story and stories like it before because it's it's one of my worst nightmares. And that's what horror is, isn't it? It's it's things that make us afraid, and this type of thing makes me afraid. The idea of going back out and dating and coming across someone horrifying has scared me since forever, since forever, since I was a kid and I listened to that Sublime song. <laughs> if, shout out if you know what I'm talking about. So, uh, I, like I said, I have gotten emails about this subject matter before. I got one recently that was basically like, as a woman, you shouldn't want to say these things about women or tell these stories about women. But the thing is this happens things like this happen just like serial killers i don't i've never understood why it's okay to have stories about serial killers which are that's real that's a thing that happens or um you know other types of kidnapping or um i don't know any pick any other type of thing from horror that isn't you know absolutely you know super supernatural and things like that and it's it's real things that happen but for some reason things like this, while I, I completely 100% understand why you would want to skip something like this, which is why I have my trigger warnings, I don't understand the critique of having this type of subject matter at all. It's, it's very cathartic to some people who have experienced things like this, myself included, and uh, not this exact scenario, but you know, assaults and things like that, and I, I just don't, I don't understand why it's, I, again... I don't fault anyone for not wanting to have it on their own show or not wanting to listen to it, but like the letter I got recently specifically said, I skipped those episodes because of your trigger warnings, but I'm mad at you for even having those episodes at all, and as a woman, you shouldn't talk about that kind of thing. (laughs) It was really strange. It accused me of like trying to fix my own trauma by having these stories, which... I don't know, maybe a little bit. I I, I don't know. But uh, and sometimes stories like these are written by victims who are trying to take back control in a way by making it a narrative that they can control. So anyway, I don't know. And this is nothing that Ellie said, by the way. I'm so sorry, Ellie. I don't mean to put <laughs> put so much um, emphasis on your story in particular this week. But I did want to address that because I did get this email recently um, that said so much. And I have gotten comments like this before in the past where it's like, yes, you did put a trigger warning and either they didn't listen to the trigger. They didn't heed the trigger warning and listened anyway, or they skipped the episode, but they just don't want this kind of content in the world. I don't know. It's strange to me. Just a food for thought, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh this last week, someone pointed out, I did not say what I baked. Again, I haven't been doing a lot of baking. In a couple of months, I should be more settled, and I will be probably doing more of that. But at right now, I'm still up in the air with everything. And uh, But I did bake some bread last week, so I made a loaf of bread. Uh, I've mentioned the recipe before. If you'd like it, let me know. It's just, to me, the most perfect just white bread recipe. It's soft. It's tasty. It makes your house smell amazing. It's relatively easy. It's a pretty easy white bread recipe. Um, it's, great. it's great as like sandwich bread or French toast bread or just if you want some fresh bread with some butter, you know, it's just a great recipe and uh, I'm happy to send it to you if you email me or DM me. DMs I'm less likely to see, but if you email me and ask for the recipe, I'm happy, happy to send it. I think I might do some baking tonight. I've come into contact with a bag of oranges and some grapefruit and I've been really wanting to make that um it's a french recipe and it's been on tiktok a lot i know um condiment claire i don't know if anyone follows her but she's kind of made it a little more popular even though i've heard it is she did not invent it It, and she said she did not invent it it's like a french recipe where you use um, one of those little containers of yogurt one of those little like glass ones and you make um it's a really easy like yogurt bread cake cake bread you know it's kind of like um Way we call banana bread banana bread when it's actually more like banana cake, you know. Anyway, and she makes the citrus version, or I've seen people make a citrus version with oranges or lemons. A lot of people use lemons, and I love to. I've been craving making one of those with some orange and subbing the vegetable oil or butter with olive oil. It just sounds so light and beautiful to me right now. So I think I might make that tonight. So i'll let you know next week how that goes and if it turned out well okay i think that i am done (laughs) ranting and rambling at you for tonight i'm gonna go and i hope you're having a fantastic evening i hope you have a great weekend and i just really hope you're still having a happy new year 2024 is going to be your year i promise all right go get some sleep sweet dreams